Perfect. Hello, beautiful people. My name is Naishi from the Cap City, Pitori Masangi, and welcome to the Grounded and Fearless Podcast, the podcast that is just for you. On this show, we are all about spreading love, life, and growth, as well as discussing popular truth. If you are new to the show, do the most, subscribe and follow. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for the love. We really appreciate the support. And without any further ado, let's get straight to the episode. Enjoy. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome again to another epic episode of the Grounded and Fearless Podcast. And on today's episode, we have a gentleman by the name of Sakil Ngove. Excuse my brother, how are you? My brother, I'm keeping well, thanks, and you? Uh, great stuff, great stuff, my brother. Good to have you on the show. I'm excited to hear the, nugget, the nuggets that you're going to be sharing with us today. My brother, I've been a fan of the show for the last two years. It's really an honor and it's really a privilege to be here, my brother. Thank you very much. No, no, you're welcome, my guy. So now, before we get into the introductions, I think um, what I play, not I think, I'd like us to play um, a small game just as an icebreaker, you know, to get the nerves and, you know, get the brains working, to warm up the brains, basically. So I'm going to give you a category. Oh, I'm going to choose a letter and then you want to give the category. And then we'll see who can come up with the most words in that specific category. Okay, no problem. All right. Um, I'll go with the letter B. So I have to choose a category, ne? Let's see, let's see. Let's yeah. See. B, uh, businesses. Businesses, yo. <laughs> uh, okay, let's go. Um, businesses, let's start with the letter B. Builders warehouse. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Give me one. Uh let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. You? You, you, you. We have um uh Blackberry. Ah, oh, that's a good one. Yo. Is a brand of business. Yes. Bacardi. Um Bloomberg. What did you say? Bloomberg. Bloomberg, what's that? I feel like I just baby. <laughs> there's a there's a publication in the United States that publishes about um companies, investments and all that. So it's oh, like okay. business it's like the business times version of um South Africa. Ah, oh, okay, I don't know, Bloomberg. But well, I guess you learn you learn something new every day. You learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah. Um Barcelos, the restaurant. But Ah, nice one, nice one. Um, ah, I lost it now. I almost said Barcelona. <laughs> but I don't think that's a business. <laughs> um, bargain books. Um, Bugatti. Bugatti, yeah. <laughs> now you're reaching. <laughs> Yo, and I'm gonna have to lose again on the episode on the show. Hectic. I'm sure I can think of one more. Uh, what is that finisher shop again? Mm. Down at the B. Ah, but I forgot it. I guess I'll give you this one for now. No, I, uh, I can't solid, think of... solid. <laughs> well done, man. I couldn't, I, I just couldn't think of anything. Yo, businesses. Yeah, no, that was, you threw me under the bus there, but it's fine. We move. I'll get back to you towards the end of the show. <laughs> oh, hey. So, yeah, Mr. Sakile, would you, uh, would you give us like an introduction, basically, of Mbano Sakile? Where are you from? On which part of the world are you right now? I don't know, man. <laughs> Uh, I think Sakile Intonasekasi. Sakile was yeah. born, buttered in Kutu Township, just a township outside Hezeview in Pumalanga. Yeah. Uh, I was raised by my grandmother for a few years, then moved to Mkutu yeah. Township. Then from there, I think to sum it up, uh, did the last leg of my high school years at Lofel High. I think that's where we met. Yeah. Then, uh, was introduced to a sport called fencing. 
then um, currently uh, residing in the Western Cape. And yeah, I've been here for four years and I'm hopefully thinking maybe to uh, lengthen my stay here. God willing. Yeah, good willing, man. Can uh, you you said there's a lot of opportunities in Western Cape, so I can imagine why you want to stay that side. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah, I see. You you mentioned uh, you were introduced to fencing. So tell us about that. How is a Intonaseka doing fencing? Like you know, from the townships to fencing. How did you get there? I think I I think that's a um, question I get to every uh, from everyone. Because there's a, there's a saying yeah. also uh, that is coined by my friend, Wandi Limkwanaz, he's like, wanna, I'll, I'll, I'll also translate, he's like, <laughs> So that loosely translated uh, yeah. means that fencing was a sport for the elite till I arrived. So in a Dutch shell, yeah. fencing in 2016, we're chilling at, um, in the hall at Lofa High, a lady by the name of Greta Inkram came into the hall and introduced the sport. And at the time, to be honest, I wasn't really yeah. interested. I was not interested. But me arriving at Lowell High um, 2016, staying at the hostel, it's a big transition from me, uh, for me because I'm coming from, a, yeah. I don't want to say a school that is lesser in stature, but also in size. Then you go to Lowell High, everything is now different, Abona. So I get there, I'm like, yeah, it's a, okay. It's a bigger school. Um, like it's a school. Exactly, it's a bigger school and everyone is taking out English by the nose and like, hey, skip on. <laughs> I wanna, when I, yeah. I'm used to the township style, we're we speaking Tonga or we're speaking Siswati in Lini. Then it's a huge tra- transition yeah. for me from a class, a, a, a to a Lofel High and you're staying in a hostel. And the kids that are better than you, like kids are rolling in uh, using phones that you, you dream about. Get to Lofelheim, yeah. back to my story, Greta introduces fencing, and at the time, to leave the study hall, you, need to ha- uh, you needed to have a reason, like I'm playing rugby, I'm playing cricket, and you needed to have a letter. Yeah. And at that time, I'm like, I, today they won't see me in the study hall. Today, never. Because <laughs> we, we also had a thing, a hostel, where our ages, hostel executives, they used to yeah. make you do stupid things for no reason, like sit at the floor. Or Yabona, I, I guess it was initiation. Yabona. Yeah, I'm like, I'm mm. and they won't see me in the study hall. I'm going to do this thing called fencing. As I got to so fencing. You started fen- Pardon? Honestly, like, you started fencing as a, an excuse to leave the study hall in the afternoon. Exactly. <laughs> like, I won't even try and lie to you. <laughs> I started fencing because I was running away from the study hall. And that was my main reason. I didn't even know what fencing was. Yeah. You see, I'm a kid, I'm mischievous. I'm like, no, I don't want to study today. Let me go and do something. Because back <laughs> at the time, it only it only now um, comes upon my mind that at the time, that was the coolest thing to do, to be out of the studying hall. Those niggas who were yeah. wearing Puma shirts, going to practice at, at, the, at the rugby fields, or those guys who did hockey, it was cool because they're playing the injunction. Then there's you. It's as if you're in jail. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, that was us, though. That was us going to practice. Exactly. No. You guys looking, mode. looking so cool with the beast modes. Yeah, one with the tides walking there. Then there's us in the study hall looking at you guys as if we're in jail. I was like, fencing <laughs> is my chance to live. If I do not use this yeah. chance, it's a once in a lifetime. I do not care about the sport. I just want to live. I just want to feel what yeah. the rugby players are feeling. I want to feel what the cricketers are feeling. This is my time to shine. Huh? I went. And you took it. When I got there, hey, there's a lady, Greta Ingram. She's introducing them to fencing. Yabona, I think there were three ladies. She's introducing to, uh, them to fencing. Then it's my time to pick up the sword. Then we realize that, no, man, I'm left-handed. And everyone else is mm. right-handed. Then... I think she got an epiphany or no, man. This guy is the only left-handed fencer. And in South Africa, there's only like a few left-handed fencers. And those fencers are extremely, um, um, how can I put it, they're just stellar fencers. I think it's, it, it comes yeah. with, the, with the head, I guess, because there's also research that people who uh, use their left hand to write are also smarter. Yeah, well, nah. yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> 
We'll get to that later. <laughs> I'll let you blow your own horn for now. Exactly, exactly. So I do this thing called fencing. Uh, I'm like, at that point, I'm not really interested. Then she's like, I'm going to come next week. I'm like, eh, as long as I can leave the study hall. Because the last thing I asked is like, are you going to write me a letter that I was with you? She's like, ah, that's nothing. She got me the letter. I'm like, next week, same time, yeah. same place. Okay, cool. Then next week, they tell us that, no, actually... Now she explained that there's this sport called fencing. I, uh, I started in 2013, developing the sport in Pumalanga. And currently there's a few provincial fencers. And um, we are going to move the practice. So if you are serious, we're moving it away from Pumalanga. You're away from Lofel High and we're going to now practice at... There's a church, man, on your way to Babaton. I forgot the church, just outside um, Stonehenge. There's that church there. Where, oh, yeah, I, think I, I, I think I see it. There's yeah. about indoor soccer. We used to practice there. So uh, I'm like, okay, no problem. As long as I can, I can leave the study hall, it's fine. Anything to leave the study hall. Um, nice. I, yeah. I left, uh, I think, second week. I left and I, I went to practice with the rest of the team. It was hard. I won't lie. I got moored. Yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> I, think, I think... So they were that good? Yeah. I'm saying they were that good. I don't think... Not that I'm disrespecting them, my brother, but... I don't think that at that point I had reached my, I had understood the sport, Because it's like you take a kid, you take a kid, you take a kid who doesn't know soccer, and you maybe put them against uh, the players of Sundowns. Obviously, that kid will struggle. But if that kid is talented, yeah. give that kid uh, uh, enough resources, they'll be fine. So I think that was the case. Yeah. Two weeks, three weeks, I was something else. I was something else. The following week, I remember, we had a competition. And in that competition, that was my first competition. I had, yeah. I remember, I had to, I had to travel from Kosu Township to Nelspray that morning. Uh-uh. Then Mr. Stain, mm. Mr. Stain, the former principal of Lofelai, was, I, I explained everything to him. I was like, no, Sakile, you can sleep over at the hostel. Then when you sleep over yeah. in the morning, I'll organize transport for you to go to the competition. <clears throat> I wake up in the com- I wake up in the morning. I call Mr. Stain. He's like, come come through to my house. Okay. Pull through to his house. He drives me to the competition. I'm like, which one is this one? I'm, yeah. I'm just an underdog. I haven't built my name for myself in the fen- fencing industry. And he probably doesn't know me. Oh, he was my history teacher. But to me, that was big. I'm like, hey, a whole deputy principal driving some boy to a competition. But I mean, that that for me shows that, you know, you were meant to be doing something because now everything is falling in place. Like, you just started when I had to leave the study hall. But now you have the whole uh, principal driving you to your competition. That was our starstruck, my guy. Was our starstruck. Because also, I was still trying to transition Remember, I'm still trying to transition mentally to Lofel High. To me, I won't yeah. lie, my guy was big. Going to Lofel High, I, I yeah. didn't. If you if you, you would call my parents, the plan was not for them to take me to Lofel High. The plan was actually to go to ASEC at White River. But then yeah. there was a girl from my hood who had uh, the application uh, 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 documents. So I saw her holding them at uh, Sunday school in Kuru. Then the following week, I went to ask her, Yabona Rush, just ah, let us apply and see what happens. And the rest was his. Yeah. So the mental transition mm. to me was really big, my guy. Yabona. So then now you have another mental yeah. transition where you're supposed to grasp into the sport of fencing. Long story short, I yeah. get to the competition. I got, as I get to the competition, I see fencers from Soweto. Yabona, these guys are like, they, told, they tell me we've traveled the world with fencing. Uh, we, we have national yeah. colors. And to me, that was because also these guys are black. They're from the township. Yeah. They speak like me. They look like yeah. me. My guy, we, ha- yeah. we hadn't started the, the competition hadn't started yet. We're still having those conversations. And now we're no longer speaking in English. Now they're speaking to me in Zulu. I get to realize because this one yeah. is speaking Tonga. I'm like, these guys look like me. What will stop me from winning this competition? Remember, I'm three weeks in fencing and it's my first competition. And in fencing, to, to join a competition, you need at least six months or a year. Me in the three weeks I'm in. 
Yeah. But as I'm preparing for fencing, they tell me, "Hey, to an ungayenza that they ungawa shaya labantu." And they're speaking in Zulu. Yeah, man. So I'm like, these niggas look like me. What can stop me? Guti namengba shaya labantu. Yeah. So, so they're basically saying to you that you can beat your opponents. Exactly. Like, what's stopping you? And minute I come with the mindset, no, I've been here. You know those those limitations or those defeats. Sometimes we fail ourselves, my brother. Where you get into a space, you're like, no, mina, uh, are, these kids have been doing it for six months. No, I don't. It's imposter syndrome. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry to fast forward yeah. a bit, but even when I got, I, I got into higher, uh, a higher institution of learning. Yeah, bona. I had that thing. Or no, there are kids from Saint Cedians. There are kids from Pretoria boys. Who am I to be in the dean's list? Who am I to be in the golden key? So that was also my mindset then. When I was age sixteen yeah. and trying to imagine the sport of fencing, and at the end of the day, yeah. I fence, I fence, I fence. I win some, I lose some. And at the end of the day, medal, medal, a, a, a ceremony. I hear number one, they call number one, number two, number three. Sakilengobe. Hi. Okay. They come again. So you say on your first tournament after three weeks of practice, you my first tournament, third place. I was third place, FA. They called another, they call, I think it was, it was seen. It was under 20, I was 16. Then Cadet, under 17, they start again. Zubanban, Zubanban, number three, Sakilengo. Yeah. Now I have two medals. Wait, 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 wait. So you got third at under 20 at 16 years old. And third, and then you got under 17. Third again at under 17. And keep in mind, mind you, this is three weeks. I've been playing sports my whole life. I think I played soccer in the township. I wasn't that good. I was horrible. I played. Uh, <laughs> when I got to Lofel High, I think if Mr. Ron remembers, he will recall this. I wanted to play every sport. I went to swimming. I don't know what happened with swimming, but I didn't. Have, I went to rugby. That's why I think I was also interested in being friends with you because you were a leading figure in rugby. Hence, I skimmed all those gents who did rugby. I went to Mr. Ron. I'm like, Mr. Ron, yeah. I know I'm 16 plus, but, but at least for me to know Irapi, put me to play with under 14. It's like, what? I'm fine. I'm already old. <laughs> I, I'm not sure yeah. if he remembers that conversation, but it was there by the grandstands. After that, I went to hockey. I played hockey, my guy. I, what else did I play? I tried doing chess. I, my brain was not grasping. But uh, in a nutshell, yeah. I tried everything when I got to Lofelha, and I think the only thing that uh, that stuck was fencing. Yeah, uh, 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 uh. So I get a third position. I'm happy, and I'm I'm there chilling with those scrutmans. I I'm still in touch with them to uh, even till this day. Oh Joseph Malulek, oh Manyane. Yeah. Was Manyane the oh, Joseph Utulani Nomashulu? At some point, I I, I fenced them in competitions. These guys. I was fencing them in the Eastern Cape mm. in January when I was there. So, okay, cool. I, I After the day, uh, day, we have a conversation. They're like, no, Ndwana, uh, do believe in yourself, Ndwana. You, you can do it. And also, keep in mind that I think we were few at the time, fencers of color. Because one thing, yeah. one conversation, Mina, I never beat around the bush, is that we must never be ignorant of the privilege aspect that comes with fencing. As the, as the interview goes, mm. I'll share some of the moments where I couldn't attend competitions. I couldn't at, uh, afford a sword because of that aspect, Your Honor, of, 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 yeah. of affordability. Because that sport, as Wandile says, it's for the elite. But um, end yeah. of the day, I call Mr. Stain. I had Mr. Stain's number on my phone, my guy, a whole deputy principal. I'm 16, I'm just yeah. new to the school. It did, I couldn't fathom it, my guy. I call Mr. Stain. I'm like, hey, Mr. Stain, I'm done with the competition. He fetches me with his fortuna. He, 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 he asked me, ah, Sakila, how did you do in the competition? I'm like, I got... He's like, what? He's like, no, congratulations, my guy. I'm, yeah. really, I'm really, really proud of you. My guy, at the time, those words meant the world to me. I can imagine, my guy. Like, He's the first guy to fetch me from a competition. And meaning, it's Tatela chance. I'm taking chances. And I come back with medals. Yeah. Then thereafter, I think there was a newspaper, Lofelda, pub was covering that event. Mm. Then they were they wrote uh, the event winners. 
got the newspaper, bought myself a newspaper for the first time, excuse me, in my life, opened the last page, fencing, I go to the fencing part. Number three, I see Sakilengo. Wow. My guy. Your name is on a newspaper. My guy. At that point, my face was not there, but my name, my guy, I lost, I lost it. I'm like, what? Then, uh, from there, from there, my guy, I start training seriously with the club. Now they start fetching me. Now I start communicating. I start hearing that the first black fencer to, to go to the Olympics is Seloma Duma from Mamelodi and is also left-handed. I'm like, hey. Mm. And at the time, my parents, my parents are like, yeah, I mean, I can imagine trying to explain that to your parents. But anyways, I think, fast forward, I do, oh, oh, what happens? I think, oh, grade 11, December 2016, I go to a competition in Joburg for the first time alone. I'm going to Park Station alone. Mm. I slept at my uh, um, aunt's place in Soweto. Uh, and at the time, yeah. I, I went to social media and Google guys were doing fencing over good. I found a brother by the name of Ayanda Tuku from Soweto. Out of the blue, I DM'd him. And that brother, till today, we are close friends. He's now, I think, the deputy president yeah. of the Vets uh, Sports Council. And at the time, we we're both doing return. Mm. He's a top fencer, and he accommodated me. He's like, my brother, I'll show you the rules. My brother, I'll teach you everything. If you're in Soweto, we linked up. And grade 11, I was, I used to work with a lady called, I don't remember the lady, but it's a lady who used to do marketing for Lofel High. She's now gone. Um, not under Mr. Detect. She was there next to the hall. She had an office there by the hall. Oh, I think Mr. Duplessis. Mr. yeah. So I don't know what I had to do. Oh, I think I told Mr. Duplessis I do fencing. Then she wrote something, just something small for me. She put a picture there of me. Then I told my story thus far. Published the story on the Lofel High thingy. Now, another milestone, Ivan. I'm now on the Lofel High thing, on the Lofel High page. Oh, hold me, Johnny. About imposter syndrome, my guy. John, in figure John. Yeah. It all this started with just. Yeah. It all just started with just taking chances. It started with taking chances. Exactly. So now, after that, guess what? Newspaper articles start calling. Uh, 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 there's a TV station, suburb news starts reaching out. I'm chilling in the mm. study hall. I'm studying, and I remember um. I think his name is Mido. He'll forget. He'll, for, he'll forgive me if I forgot his name. Umido. He used to uh, take pictures. Hello, fell high. Mido um, reached out to me. Yeah, yeah, I see. He's like, yo, oh, I'm chilling in the study hall. Then I'm, I'm being told I'm being called for what? Because I'm studying. Now, now I'm serious. I'm in the study hall. I don't want to get out. I'm studying, pet. Mm. They're like, no, they're calling you for an interview. <laughs> <laughs> then I, I'm like, okay, yeah. cool. I go there by by Matron, by the hostel entrance. Then like the guy introduces himself, He's like, yeah, my name is Trevor Shumwane. I'm a journalist. I'm mm -hmm. um, from Lowfelder, and I don't know. Do you have time? We would like to speak for you, to you for about 30, 30 minutes, and we'd also like to take pictures. I'm still in my uniform, and I have my fencing sword with me. That I don't know why I had it because I wasn't supposed to have it. Yeah. Uh, my brother, I think that was a, 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 yeah. a milestone. It, that was really monumental to me. Because Lowfelder is a newspaper that, even before I got to Lowfelder, I knew that it's a, it's a leading newspaper in the Lowfelder area. And everyone knows of Lowfelder. Yeah, but now yeah, all these big one. guys, or Uplands, Okuro, they yeah, get yeah. published, or their stories get published. Even Interhigh gets published on its uh, on on Lowfelder. Now the whole Sakilengobe at yep. age sixteen, yep. yeah wanna before turning seventeen, they're like, dude, we wanna cover you, wanna have a whole uh, at a corner for you in the newspaper where we just tell your story. I'm like tell me your joke. It's like now there's a whole Sakilengobe exclusive. <laughs> exactly. Cause me now I'm used to okay, there's gonna be a bear flam corner. 
where they talk about Belflam, Belflam they did well in debating, or Lofen High yeah. they did well in whatever. Now they say, Sakile Ngobe, we want to give you a whole corner there in the newspaper. I'm like, hey, tell me you're joking. Go there, mm. we, do the inter- we do the interview, we take pictures, okay, cool. Mm. Yeah. Following week, I'm receiving calls. <laughs> I am receiving calls, my guy, because the newspaper is now published. Everyone, Sakile. The aunties, because my mom is an educator. Yeah. So I think one of her colleagues got a, a newspaper. Oh, yeah. yeah. My mom is calling, I was a killing newspaper. My aunt, I was a killing yeah. That means, uh, Sakili, we were seeing you on this newspaper. What's happening? I'm like, I'm a fan. I'm fair to, I think, from a perspective, because people knew, obviously, that I do a sport that does it deals with fencing, we do sorts. Yeah, but uh, people knew general because I was holding, always holding swords. I was already out mm. for practice. But I think from there, that that's what validated thought, yeah. my fencing uh, uh, journey. Could this guy is really a fencer? And to me, it was also a moment where I reflect and I'm like, God, thank you. I I, I am really appreciative because now I just arrived in the school and you are already giving me this opportunity. It could have been someone else who was who was gonna be a fencer. Who was gonna move mountains? Yeah, one. I always say like, um, well, for me, I always have this idea that, or this mindset that, you know, when something's yours, it'll never miss you, and when something is not yours, exactly, um, you'll never get it, and you just need to make peace with that. And I think fencing is something that was exactly for you from the beginning, basically. If you look at how you started, just running away from the study hall. To being this in demand fence that everyone wants to have an exclusive interview with. That's amazing. That's I guess the lesson exactly. is you know, we need to take our chances as they come. I was speaking to this other guy from Mamelodi um I think last week and he comes to me, it's like Sat Bupilo Abunasap. So that means Sakile, life has no supplementary exams. Yeah. You only live once. So it's like you gotta use the opportunities. That today that come with today, yeah, exactly, exactly. So back to that um, fencing story. Uh, move, move, move. I get invited to the Arnold Classic. Arnold Classic is hosted by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger is hosting okay. Arnold Classic at Sentin Convention Center, and Barasakile, you must go there and represent Bumalang. <laughs> Eh, 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 eh. And at that time, my family is now starting to be convinced. Like, okay, cause now that they're like, hey, we sing your son, man, we sing your son. They can see it working. They can see the the results of it. So everyone is starting to reach out. Then my okay, my fam- my family is like, okay, it's cool. You can go to the Arnold Classic. I cool. I go to the Arnold Classic. Then when I get to the Arnold Classic, brah, that. I, I didn't say Arnold Schwarzenegger because he was all over, but he, I know he was there. Um, these guys were acting wrestling. They were there. Wrestling legends, my guy. Mm. I'm like, what's happening here? Which point, uh, is, yeah. which direction is my king? I'm here with these guys. So it was a big event. The whole mean. I remember at the time, Lovell High boys are starstruck by what's happening at the Arnold Classic. Okay, I cool. At the Arnold Classic, I was with uh, my brother, my friend, Lloyd Shingang. He was there for karate. Mm. So we were there together, we're starstruck. We're like, my guy, what's happening here? <laughs> yeah. Friends at the Arnold Classic, I think I made the top 20 or top 15. Yeah, but at the time, me being in the top 20, I won't lie to you. It was big, my guy, because there's over 40, 60 people in the competition. And one thing about me is that I trained once a week. So Tuesday, I train, and weekend, I'm at home. With my chips, I'm eating slab chips, and I'm supposed to be eating all these diets, and I'm supposed to be training. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess it was, uh, I would like to call natural talent. You know, before you get to varsity, you, you can cram, 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 and get those uh, distinctions. But when you get to varsity, yeah. that doesn't work anymore. So I think I was also at that point where I was young, I was super yeah, uh, strong and I was energetic. So uh, I used the, those top 20, top 15. I think even, even if you could check the articles today, Bumalanga News published. So uh, that, was, that, was, that was the thing. 
Then we continued. Um, fast forward to my. Um, I'm supposed to write my my preliminary exams. I get an invitation invitation to go and represent Pumalanga in Demen. Hey, I'm supposed I have an English exam paper two. Yeah. That like a, a paper one. Yeah, I'm supposed to go to Deben. Okay, I go to Deben. Yeah. Uh, I managed to 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 um pull strings as they say. Not really pull strings, but I followed all procedures, filling the forms. My guy, I went to Deben and I fell without my family knowing. <laughs> so you just left and went to Deben and came back, and your family. You know why? They told me they would book a flight for me, and it was my first time. It was gonna be my first time being on a flight. Ah, feeling I like it was so nice, and also yeah. First day I was number eight. You can imagine number eight in the country uh, for that competition. Wow. Okay, Sakile, this thing is yours. I'm in metric. Okay, cool. I leave um the competition. I fly back to Pumalanga. Mister Mahonda collects me. He takes me to the hostel uh, before I run a final exams. We do a conference. The low felder is called again. Let me say my last goodbye. And yes, Akile ranked 18th in South Africa. I think that was the title uh, uh, of the top 20 years. My aunt, Mama Saint, was there. Shout out to Mama Man. She's been real. She's been solid. Then, um, yeah, man, we do the interview and I run my exams and uh, I guess. That's how my story ended we, with Pumalanga uh, fencing. And, uh, and I, I think not to, to, to um, promote myself or not to, to, to sound pompous, but I, I believe I was one of the fair, greatest fencers to ever uh, do it in Pumalanga. Sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, your story tells a story that agrees with what you're saying by saying you, you see yourself as one of the greatest um, um, if you look at how you literally went from zero to hero in such a short space of time, and yeah. uh, what you could accomplish in that sort of in that space and that time frame is remarkable. It's something that doesn't come easy. And so, you yeah. you know what also happened? Yeah. So in grade eleven, eh? mm-hmm. let me share this last story quick and fast. In grade eleven. There's a club that I like in Cape Town called Blues Fencing, one of the biggest clubs in South Africa and I think Africa. Mm. What I did, I commented in one of their pictures, Grid 11, 2017. I was like, Blues, one of the best uh, fencing clubs in South Africa. Uh, I would like to fence for this club one day. And to cut the long story short, I'm currently a fencer at Blues and it's been three years, sure. Oh, look at that. And you're based in Cape Town, so you could... You were manifesting your future. <laughs> exactly. And I had to prove myself. I didn't just enter at Blues End. There you're fencing with national fencers, people who know Commonwealth, people. And compared to my Pumalanga success, there was nothing. So yeah. a year and a half of proving myself before I actually made the actual team. No, I mean... And you don't just make the actual... You stay, You need to stay there. <laughs> you see, I mean, I think this just backs up your statement when saying you see yourself as one of the best... Um, uh, fencers to come out of Malanga, basically. Exactly. So now I want us to to move to just varsity. Now you are in varsity. You mentioned something touch and go about yes. now from the kid who was running away from the study hall to now the kid who's making things list and golden key. How did you make that switch to <laughs> excel in varsity? Because as you're saying, it's not the same. Primary or I think cram, varsity is understanding what makes a good yeah. student in your under in your in your like from your perspective. I think my guy, to me, when I got to varsity, it was a thing that I really owe my parents that much. Yeah, I I I I I, I think um, the sacrifices that my parents uh, made for me to be at Lofield High, hence I was busy speaking about the transition and also yeah. how they felt about how I, I, I joined fencing. It was not to worry, they didn't wish well for me, but it was a matter of worry, you are there to study, my boy. Now, won't that be a distraction? And at some point, it was a distraction because my marks were 
begong downhill in yeah. general of saying but uh i think it was a matter of saying to my parents guys thank you very much for everything you've done for me and this is the little i can do for you yabona and i think one thing my grandmother told me before i left home for varsity was like right now as you go out into the world you are not only representing yourself i think yeah. that's the case with all of us you're out there you're not only representing naishi but you are representing the munyekis you are representing uh, those who came before you you are representing your parents and your greater family so i think there was it to me okay i'm here in the western cape and i think that's on the only job i have to do i don't know how i'll do it but i want to be in the golden key i remember telling my cousin from uct i'm like ah uh, they were doing those exhibitions on campus golden key then they told us the requirements i'm like i sent him a message i'm like i'm going to be in the golden key next year mm-hmm. i don't know how i don't know what miracle will happen and keep in mind that from metric I come I'm coming from a trick with one distinction 80% mathematical literacy so yeah uh I was not that smart you know me from high school you've never had my name uh, top 10 or toes are to top 10 yeah yeah so I wasn't uh, we stayed together at hostel you've never had my name at the academic uh, passage or whatever yeah so to me was like uh this is a new uh, chapter of my life and whatever has happened in the past has happened in the past but let me try and write a good story and i think uh, i also think i'm a conversation uh, mm. those of us who grew up in the township there are gents who are called amakhrutman you know what i'm saying mm. so i think yeah. also surrounding myself with amakhrutman oh to name a few osuma oh, uh, i call him osuma his name is kutso machifane i think that guy really played a role in me being academically inclined because at the time he was in the teens list and mm. he was doing the most and as we speak he's a summa cum laude graduate so i think having those conversations with him validated me the same way in fencing in 2016 i had those conversations with abu josi when i started fencing and i actually achieved um being uh, one of the top uh, fencers in pomalanga at the time mm. so it's basically your the people you were surrounding yourself with basically like you had the right group of people with the right influence and the the, the greatest motivation for me out say knowing that you owe it to your family the greater part of your family to represent them well and actually exactly. do the task that is before you yes and, uh, and what i'm looking i'm trying to think what is it that haven't you done because now you just told us about your fencing journey now you are in uh varsity you are also excelling and then now um there was a point in your life where you had um where you were selling books uh and now you are this entrepreneur student tell us <laughs> about that <laughs> i think <laughs> i think i think selling books my guy um Uh, um in business I'm, i'm really interested in business i wouldn't lie to you business i think it's one of uh after reading and obviously after a few other important things i think business is my passion yeah. and when i speak of business i'm not talking about silicon valley i'm not speaking about apps just the simple thing my guy cuz as i've said gori i grew up in cars and i love township so those jitas who sell quarters those guys who help you park your car i'm interested in the type of business that guy who wakes up in the morning just to sell uh, a machips unfortunately this is a bad example but abonyaope boy you know why i love abonyaope boy abonyaope will never go a day without without getting a high without getting inyaope cause lomjita he's trained to hustle no mayini to get anything yeah. and i think there was also what inspired me rore boy Uh, at that moment i had e funding that maybe paid uh, on the 25th i'm like i can't wait for the 25th and um, now i'm fencing for blues and i have to get transport money and all that all that and i also need it would be like it would be nice to have an extra income i'm like sk yenza nomai njaya me if you can celebrate yeah. then at that point i saw a market in books because i'm a reader avid reader mm. i got a supplier where i got books for a cheap 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 price like cheap then yeah. created an instagram profile creating an instagram profile i followed i went to 
maybe hashtag readers South Africa. I followed everyone. <laughs> reading, yeah. reading, reading. I went to celebrities when they posted books in the comments. I follow everyone. Follow everyone. I follow everyone. When I posted the first book, within two hours it was sold out. You, you, yeah. And to this day, uh, I think we I, I operated that business uh, I think for ten months and. We have, we have sold over 100 books within a space of six months. That's a lot, man. And you had just started. That, that opportunity opened other opportunities uh, for me in the book space. I'm currently a member in Good Standing and I'm involved with projects there in Pretoria called mm. KCS Book Club. It's a subsidiary, I think, of um, Afrocentric Media House. So I'm involved in that. Every month we used to hike. So I think uh, I think this December we have a hiking session for all the Pretorians where we go, we say, let's read this book. And then during the hike, we just discuss the book. Or for those who do not read the book, we invite you, we put it on Instagram. And those who want to come and hike, we go to Pretoria Bot- Botanical Gardens, man. And we, I think the good part, shout out to Tukelo Shahala, mm-hmm. He's the guy that fetched yeah. me out of the trenches and taught me business, still teaching me business and all this book space. So he's the one who's behind that. <laughs> so Utike, Tukelo, uh, we go to the mountains, not the uh, botanical gardens, and then we have conversations. Because I think, uh, I'm sorry to digress, but I think at this time that we live in, young people need to have conversation. We are in terms of conversations. Like outside social media, when do we talk about the unemployment rate? Yeah. When do we actually talking about when do we talk about side income, side hustles? When do we talk about hey guys, I also wanna be the golden key. How do I do it? I also wanna be in the things list. How do I do it? When when do we actually talk about that? So we need those spaces. Yeah. Hence I podcast in South Africa arising because people are in test of conversations. So I think that's how I ended in business. Just to sell books and being inspired by Mahutmani, Nomai, Nijaya, me fifty Rand profit. Yeah. Asan, let's so go. it's like that you need to have conversations that matter basically as as uh, the youth of the country to to be the game changers that we need. Exactly. There's a lot happening and the, there's a lot of conversations that we need to have. I think I think one of the reasons I do not do not like social media is that we lack conversations and uh, 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 even with things such as live, we do not use them. We, uh, me, I like uh, engaging. I'm a networker at heart where I'm like, hey, my guy, how's it? How's your family? How's, how's Grounded in Fearless Podcast? How can I help? How can I be involved? How can I? I just love conversations. Okay, I see the unemployment rate. Can we sell something? Can we start a brand? Can we do we see money in Pretoria? I think we need to reach a point where we stop being consumers and we also become producers because we've been consuming for far enough. Every day you're consuming, you're at that yeah. restaurant, you're at that app, you're on that app, you're having that phone call, you are, you are watching something on that podcast, you're watching something on that uh, uh, streaming app that I won't mention. When do you get time to produce? <laughs> yourself when do you get time to also yeah. uh, extract from the country because you've been uh, we've been consuming for fine now yeah I, I was about to say don't forget to add groove to the list well not to say i'm bashing anyone who grooves but i'm just <laughs> adding to the list of the stuff that we consume and indulge ourselves in you, you see why why i'm saying there's a thirst for conversations yeah we're not having enough conversations in the country and one day one day we'll wake up and the country will be gone yeah, well, let's hope that day doesn't come. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the hikes. I mean, you should really um, hook me up. I would love to um, go on one of these hikes when you guys are, whenever you come to Pretoria and you visit us, the side, man. Don't shy away from sending that invite. Um, you're mentioning um, TK, who's been mentoring you and who's been walking the journey and teaching you about business and stuff like that. Uh, I want us to go to someone close to you, a um, friend of yours, Terence, man. What can you tell us about Terence? I met Terence Machiho through Tukei Lohlahala. TK, the guy I'm telling you about, TK. Yeah. 
Yeah. So when Terence Mashiro was still in Cape Town uh, City, TK decided to come to Cape Town and pay me a visit. Yeah. And also see Cape Town. Then he tells me that I don't know I saw generally I don't know I saw but TK that is like I am gonna see a friend of mine. They're both from Mamelodi. We're gonna link up. I'm going to fencing practice. He goes to see uh, Terence. But at that moment, I don't know why I saw her, so I really don't care. I'm like, ah, my guy. And I think it was 10 minutes away from my fencing practice where Terence stays. So after the practice, I'm like, my team, Texas and Cape Town, uh, they get really um, scarce at night, and we live very far. We mm. live um, uh, uh, the Simon Spell from Cape Town City uh, uh, is so far. I'm like, my guy, when I leave Cape Town City, when I leave uh, CPT, Fencing practice, I need to find you at this moment, uh, spot. That's me in my mind. Uh, I call TK. I'm like, TK, my guy, I'm done with fencing. Let's rush to, 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 to the taxi rank. As I call TK, he's like, no, come to this place. He gives this guy with dreadlocks the phone. I, he appears on the video. I'm like, my G. In my mind, I'm like, my G, I'm looking for TK. I'm not looking for you. <laughs> As I get to the house, I introduce myself. My name is Akila Ngobe, yeah. With my, he's like, my name is Terence Machiro. Okay, okay, Terence Machiro. What do you do? He's like, I'm a Bafana Bafana defender and I'm a Cape Town City. My guy, I was mind blown. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was mind blown. I'm like, okay, I don't know, I suck, but eh? then we got to, I think oh, when we got to Terence's place, very, very humble guy. I must give him the flowers for that. Mm. He never acted celebrity on me. He never, yeah, but he's, he's big. He had every right to say, I don't know, I'm going But one thing I'm grateful for with Terence is that the brother was never celebrity on me. He is a celebrity, but he was like, no, he took me in as his younger brother. And in fact, it's been six, seven months later. And I think the conversations and the things I've done with him. A few days ago, I was on a call with uh, with the Terrence just to check my brother. How's Sundowns? How's home? How are the people? And I also realized that he speaks stronger, so and also that. But mm. I think the love that he showed in Cape Town was just too much. I could call him in CPT. I'm like, hey, leader. Nalana CPT is team. I told don't worry, leader. I'll be there. And I think for me, I, I, it's something I'll, I'll, I'll carry with me. And that's how I met Terrence. His humbleness and the, it's crazy, my guy. You're chilling with Terence on a Thursday. On Saturday, he scores a goal like, against Chiefs. Against Chiefs, I can't fathom that. You on Thursday, I'm in a meeting with Terence. We're strategizing. We're working on a strategic project. The following week, I'm being told Ter- Terence signed for Sundowns. I'm like, but I was with him last week Thursday. This is big. So I think, uh, my guy, Terence is something else. Uh, leadership. Shout out, my guy. <laughs> No, man, that's great. I think one thing I'm learning from you, uh, Sakida, is that community is very important. Um, exactly. Exactly. The, the people you surround yourself with, um, they have a big impact and a big role in your life in the direction that your life will be taking. Exactly, my guy. You can, you can be the greatest and smartest student with uh, magna cum laude, uh, magna cum laude. Mm-hmm. But if you are not able to communicate with people, if you are not basically, if also Ubuntu, Auna Ubuntu, you can come from the richest family, you can have everything. But if you are not able to come at ground base level and be able to communicate and forget about your achievements and where you come from, I think that's where humanity lies in outside the achievements and outside what years you have achieved, ways you are a Grammy Award, whatever. But are you a person? Are you a good person? Are you able? Because that's how you find your tribe. And in finding yeah. your tribe, that's how you're going to be successful. Because today, it's mind-blowing where people call me like Sakile. Um, I'm going, maybe a friend, a friend, TK, in fact, he calls me like Sakile. I have an interview at Radio 702. That's mind-blowing mm-hmm. with Aubrey. I'm like, what? Yeah. He's like, yeah, Sakila, I have a meeting with this person, strategic person. If you're in, in Pumalanga, you're even in Pretoria, we must go and meet this person. I'm like, what? But this person yeah. is up there and you're telling me and this, this one time, this one time after Cape Town City plays played um Amazulu, the first time I attended a soccer match, 
I'm chilling in Terence flat and I turn my around my head around there's a guy Tabo Mukeke. I turn around my my, my head around there's Kanyisa Mayo, there's Darwin Gonzalez. The following week, a uh, few days ago, I see uh, Mayo debut. Mm. He plays a debut for Bafana Bafana. And I see Mpo Makola. We're chilling with Mpo Makola. And in my mind, I'm like, I grew up watching Mpo Makola playing for Orlando Pirates. And now, because of Terrence, I'm able to... I'm like, hey, my guy, what's the time there? Yeah, but, and I think <laughs> it, it, it all boils down to, to your tribe. Find your tribe, and when you find your tribe and you're genuine, and another thing that you overlook, provide value. Do not yeah. be elite in relationships. Provide value because people can sense Omashaya from afar. Yeah. Whether you can provide value for marketing, whatever value, but make sure that in every relationship, when people think of an opportunity, passing now, the opportunity led to present podcasts, maybe to the Department of Arts, your name should be top of mind. And how yeah. your name becomes of mind, it's you offering, offering, offering. I, I, I find it hard because I'm also in spaces where maybe I apply for something. Maybe someone says, hey, Chan, let's call drink. And re- that really um, fathoms me. And hence, I think we must have such conversations because people are called drink. And called drink is a loosely a loose word for bribe, Lam Sansi. Uh, yeah. I find my peers, called drink, they want a tit for a tat. Those relationships, Naishi, that we are building now will only pay off 10 years later. Yeah. Let me make an example. Yeah. If you could evaluate the relationship, you might find that it started 20 years ago, but they're only fully uh, uh, benefiting from the relationship, like making big moves now. So we must accept that when we are still building and we are still sharing resources, those people, they are only going to be able to call me 10 years and be like, yeah, this case, I need a flight to America. Can you organize your connects there to organize an interview for me or do? Because it's relationships. Even if you watch MACG and you listen, those are relationships you build at YFM. Those are relationships that tend to be corrected with the radio station. If you watch all these yeah. big guys. So now, instead of you wanting to be friends with the black coffees and you do not, Manila Rose says, you do not meet successful, successful friends. You make successful friends. So that friend of yours with post- podcasting, you must share the podcast. You must promote the podcast. Yeah. That friend of yours who's singing, that friend of yours, because in 10 years' time, they are, the, are going to be the leaders of that industry. And they're going to remember you from those memories you had when they were still in their trying days. So yeah. do not go out to Black Coffee or remember you. But go to that friend and make your friend successful. Promote your friend. Assist your friend. Pray for your friend. Sometimes you don't need to give money. Those little things, mm. when those guys are on top, they remember like, hey, rather than you trying to uh, be in spaces where people are already successful, make your friend successful. Finish and clap. Uh, I remember seeing a status on, I'm not sure who, but one of my contacts. And I always refer to the status where they're like support your friends and pay full price Sakile, if you are selling books as you're saying i mustn't come to you and be like i was like you know me we come from we went to the same high school so i want to really get this book can you organize a discount for me i feel like that also pulls that's not you adding value to your friends business that's you pulling down the business so you need to support your friends and um be willing to pay that full price if you want to use their product Exactly. And another thing, my guy, another thing, another thing, I'm sharing this to all of you uh, grounded and fearless um, listeners and family. If you have a business and you are running a business, move away from that thing where you force your friends and your family to buy. Your customers are strangers out there. Your friends and family are not really your target market. You might find that yeah. the people you are trying to visit only 15 to 20 people. But there's a lot of strangers on campus. There's a lot of people. Your job should be able to market and reach those people. Stop uh, putting your, your friends and family. Because my relationship with my mother is, is based on a mother and son relationship. Now I'm trying to sell to her. You don't even know whether the product sticks to her. But obviously she'll buy yeah. because she's your mom. But the only person mm. who will give you a, a good feedback is a customer that is a stranger. Because they don't care about your feelings. The only thing they care about is this product. So when you build a podcast, when you build a business, think of the stranger who's the target market. 
leave us. I'm not saying leave us your friends in the bedroom, <laughs> but think of the long term and think of when you build a YouTube channel. It's not for us. It will be for us if we like it, but do not shove it on us. Make sure that you build a product that will be liked by a stranger in Lubuahomu, in Kemp's Bay, in, 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 in Atlanta. You see, that's how you build. Because Black Coffee, you might Black Coffee doesn't care that his friends from, from high school are not supporting his music. Trevor Noah doesn't care that his friends from Deep Proof uh, were not watching The Daily Show. No! So that's my submission to that. Hence, even in academia, when I approach academia, I'm like, okay, which um, biggest uh, funder or scholarship do I want to attract? I'm not thinking of, uh, uh, I should make maybe my parents happy. My parents are not the target market for my results. It's a complete yeah. stranger who's sitting in an HR room in somewhere who's going to move me with funding so that I can continue uh, investing in the things I invest in. But I beg you, uh, fellow comrades, even in relationships, build networks with complete strangers who you share the, you share the same values. I'm telling you, my guy, 10 years with different conversations. Yeah, I, I like that. So in, in summary, it's basically if you're if you in the creative space, if you're in the business space, you got to put it on the plate. Um, if you put it on the plate and your product is value, exactly. it'll, it'll grow. Um, before we quickly, before we go to the, would you rather section uh, i just wanna want you to tell us what book are you currently reading now basically i want you to recommend a book to us so that i'm currently reading this this is the fifth time i'm reading the book i bought it in 2020 i speak to the author from time to time he's the one that initiated me into business his name is banele reo if you go to facebook instagram tiktok I urge all people to search him. His post, he's speaking to the current problems of the youth and men currently. Nomayini, the mentality you need before you start any business. That book speaks to the township guy. It speaks to the township lady who wants to start a business from the street corner and you want to end up in the boardrooms. It tackles the mindset. It tells you that there's a difference between the brain and the mind. It tells you that it's the work that works. Only work works. Yeah. It tells you that start by starting. Do not want to start fancy. Do not want to start so early business. So drive on my own. Start with your wheelbarrow at the corner shop. Start with that uh, crepe mobisel and post those books. So it tells you to start with what you have. Do not wait for funding and say, I'm waiting for NIDA to give me 50000 If you know your parents can donate a thousand, a thousand, and if you can sell go slows at your rest or you can sell whatever, that's how you build funding. Funding should find you moving. Funding should not find you stagnant. Theo Paloi says, people believe and trust in a car that is moving rather than a stagnant car. He touches into topics such as your friends. He tells you that they are friends for business, that they are friends for socializing. He goes into topics such as don't support black business. I know this sounds controversial, mm. but it's not. Because now we live in an era where people say support black businesses as a, a I don't know if it's a marketing stunt, but he says support a business that provides Ooh. value. Yeah. So he talks about amount money. He talks about being a steer boy. So being a steer boy is that guy who looks like a fool. Let's take this an Oskido, that guy who's always carrying Oskido's bags. That guy who's always following Mosquito, giving him water. He's like a steel boy is very important because in five years, that steel boy will be Mosquito because you're getting real yeah. experience from Mosquito. You're seeing Mosquito signing deals. You're seeing Mosquito talking about 15 million. You're seeing Mosquito. So you're getting real education in real time. And now when you go to a black coffee, you're going there, hey, meaning into an Mosquito pen. So they know you as that guy. So people, you must be able to be a steel boy, bunny bar. Yeah, well, that's basically you going to your mentor who's, um, let's take you on a, maybe, a, 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 I don't know, emerge into uh, academia. you going to the professor and learning how to edit, learning how to write literature reviews. At that time, you are, you are Yeah. Yeah, well, 
Because in the long run, now you lose that moment. But when it's so so finna figure that you wanna get there as if you know you're gonna have a problem. So hence it touches on the importance of being a steer boy. Hence I think um it has been formalized and it's called mentorship, I guess. So yeah, he, he really touches on many uh, topics is like side incomes, side hustles, yeah, wanna starting with what you have. Because nowadays, maybe one a person maybe one would like to start a podcast and they want to start with all this MacBook Airs, with all these Kodak cameras mm. and all this lighting. If you have that mobile cell camera and if you have the content, you see how Bollywood movies started? Yeah. No movies. They started with crappy, but now they are gone. How Nigerian movies started. So basically, it's an example that you must start with what you have wherever you are. We can see this with TikTokers nowadays. People like Basema Koni, TikTok, they are, they are authentic, man. Emakasi, with their, with their, um, with, with their realness, basically. That's how Amapiano blew up in South Africa. No radio, anything. They started with what they have in the studio and record with that small camera. You never know who finds you in the journey, but they won't find you without you starting. So, Ubanele basically says that we're a job. Start with if you know 50 rand by some of it can pass, and that 50 rand will make you 200. If you want to start a podcast, start with that camera, and in 10 years, you'll be the leader of the space. So he basically says that, and that's basically the book. He talks about Onyaupes, where Onyaupes make things happen. You see, they do not have any degree, but they, they know how to close yeah. a deal as if they're in the boardroom. So in a sum in a summary, that's no the mentality you need before you start any business from the from to the boardroom by Banalere. We check him out on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And I'm also reading Poor Folk by Dukelo Shahala, my brother TK. Uh, obviously that's a great book. It looks at um it's an anthropology of this, uh, the, the things which are happening in South Africa from marriage to poverty to unemployment. So TK raises, raises that conversation about unemployment, yeah. about poverty, about customary marriage, the conversations that I would like us to have and like more of your listeners to join us when we're in Pretoria to have such conversations when we hike on the mountain to see how we can change the future of the country. Those are the books I'm reading, my brother. Yo, I think I'm definitely adding those books to to the list of books that I need to read before this year ends. I think I'm almost done with the books I'm reading now. After that, I'm definitely going to get those too. Thank you for sharing, my brother. So now, I want us to play a little game. Would you rather quit with Would You Rather? Basically, I'm going to give you two scenarios. And then okay. you must um uh, choose whichever option you is best for you. Okay. All right. So, first question is: uh, Would you rather detect every lie you hear or get away with every lie you tell? I think I would rather detect every lie I hear. So you don't want to lie and get away with it? No, because lies always catch up. Yeah. I mean, it says you want to get away with it, so I don't think it'll catch up. Oh, sorry. I sorry that that part flew past my head. No, but, <laughs> but yeah, I would rather I would rather choose the the former than the latter. Ah, okay. Uh, see, you're a man of of valor, you know, <laughs> an honest, yes, yes, an yes. honest, an honest man. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I'll choose the same option. And then the second one: um, would you rather oversleep every day for a week, or not get any sleep at all for four days? Not uh, not get any sleep. I think I'm a workaholic, and yeah, I'm a workaholic, so I'd rather get no sleep because I just love putting in the work. I think that's mm-hmm. in my nature, and yeah, I think I get it also from my grandmother. Ah, we work the side of the fence. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would say I rather get, I rather oversleep in a sense that I'm also out, I I'm also a workaholic, but I also very sleep. Um. And in a sense that I struggle to sleep already because my brain can't stop working. <laughs> so every opportunity I get to sleep, I probably want to take it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, I'll go with the first one. I'd rather oversleep and then we'll, if the ship is sinking, we'll, 
we'll dig it up in the morning. <laughs> yeah, and then this is an interesting one. Um, I always leave the best for last, I think. I don't know. Would you rather oh. solve world hunger or solve global warming? Um, let's see, 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 let's see. Ayo, Joe, I would rather solve, uh, save world hunger. What do you want to do, Joe? What do you want to do? You don't know. <laughs> people are hungry. People, people are hungry. People are, yeah, I mean, people are starving. Eh? Yeah. My my take is, yeah, solve world hunger. And you know, once people have eaten and their food, and then they can start solving global warming. <laughs> Yeah, and with, with global warming, when we, we we are full, we do not care how hot the sun is because we are full. <laughs> <laughs> now, with with global warming, we'll have nice, cool weather, but we are hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Now, that's all I have for the uh, questions. Um, now it's time for the question of the day, question of the interview, the question that makes this interview worthwhile. What in my eyes? I'm just joking. It's just my favorite questions that I like to ask is, um, what would you say uh, grounded and fearless means to you? I think to me, grounded and fearless means obviously being grounded to my values, Yeah. being grounded to what I believe in, which are... I uh, will be honest. Um, the Christian come. I come from a staunch Christian family, mm. so I think being grounded in those Christian values and also hard work and a good work ethic and the love for others. Yeah. And I think fearless. You know, I'll say it in my language. I think uh, not being scared of anything. I think if there's one thing my mother did well was making me believe that I can take over the world. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think having having faith. So to me, being this means that we're a Joe uh, imposter syndrome. To and we are coming for everything. Mm, 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 you saying powerful? I'm saying it's powerful. Being grounded in your values and being fearless to a point of not fearing anything and going for everything. Joe, we are coming for everything. Yeah. No, I like that. I like that. I like that. Grounded and fearless. Uh, Sakila, my brother, it was such a great episode. Uh, but unfortunately, Tibati, all good things come to an end, as I always like saying. So before I let you go, I just want to ask you like any words that you have for our grounded and fearless, beautiful people listening to this episode right now. Uh, my mind is simple, guys. Let us keep on supporting grounded and fearless. Let us keep on listening to the value because this is value being provided and there's a lot of work that is put by the brother to make sure this happens by the brother and his team and mine is to everyone guys let's keep on putting the work wherever you are put in the work put in the work guys if you have a business or if you have an idea start the idea don't wait for funding don't wait for everyone anyone to come and save you and all the best with everyone uh, with whatever they're doing and more java feet no, thank you so much my dear brother it was awesome having you on the show Looking forward to doing more episodes. Hopefully next time we can be in the same room and you can come visit us here at our studio and we can make things happen. Exactly, exactly, my brother. Pretoria is my home. <laughs> yeah, you should pull through. You should pull through. <laughs> Most definitely. As I was saying, a lot of beautiful people from my side. And that is a wrap. For- and with that, we have reached the end of our episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and being part of the show today. Please don't forget to subscribe and follow and also leave a review as this helps us improve the show and we are then able to deliver better content for you to listen to and enjoy. And we ask So until we meet again, adios.